Well, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good day, wherever you are in the world, listening to the Mile of Golf Podcast, straight into it this week. No introduction, music first, straight into it. I've got the guys here waiting to get stuck into this week's podcast. We're going to review last week's uh, events. We're going to talk about some tipping, uh, big fail for me. Uh, we'll talk about some other stuff, and I'm sure there's some stuff that we don't even know we're going to talk about that we will talk about. Uh, Rocketman, how are you? Always makes him smile. I can see him smiling. <laughs> if you, you can't see him, if you're listening to this, if it's your Wednesday morning or Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, whatever day you pick it up, uh, you can't see Rocket smiling because you're listening. But if you want to see him smile, you can tune over at the YouTube channel. Uh, hey. we're, we're sometime between Wednesday and Thursday, this uh, episode goes live and you can watch us uh, flapping on. Uh, Rocket, how are you, mate? I'm good. Excellent. I'm battling away. It's Tuesday. Bit, I'm a bit tired, but, you know, I'll battle on like the Aussie battler that I am. Tuesday and a bit tired. So you must have, you, you must have a lot on keeping the uh, internet world safe. Is there any breaches coming our way? Any Anything you need to advise the uh, community about internet security? And just think before you click. Okay. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty simple. Think before you click. And then, you know, this week, like the weather's been pretty ordinary up here. So I'm learning the volume and the veracity of um, Queensland rain. And when you add a little bit of wind, it actually does wake you up. <laughs> it's quite loud. Uh, thoughts with all the Victorians that escaped Victoria uh, in COVID lockdowns and now reside in Queensland. And oh, yeah, I'm still walking around in shorts and t-shirt though, so I shouldn't whinge and complain too oh, much. So, right? so you don't have the fashion, the fashion of the fairways uh, the, on at the moment. Um, I don't know where I saw it, but I saw something pop up about uh, hoodies on golf courses uh, recently. Uh, of course, um, Tyrrell. Tyrrell, Tyrrell's still rocking. Yeah, Tyrrell's still rocking the hoodie. Yeah, Tyrrell giving the bird to everyone that doesn't think that. A hoodie is, you know, appropriate, basically. Mid- middle finger to all the stuffy, just pompous old farts. Uh, well, I'm not a mathematician, clearly, but uh, 66 and two-thirds of us that are on this podcast right now are representing a hoodie. Uh, Mike, you're the numbers man, is that right? 66 and two-thirds. 33 and a third each. 66. Yeah, it's winter. Yeah. yeah okay. um, so we're rocking a hoodie, um, which, of course, if you go into your drum and golf store, you can find the, the winter ranges of hoodies coming through. Uh, this one that I've got on some Adidas. Um, they make some good hoodies, as they're the ones, the one that uh, Tyrrell Hatton wears. Mike, what, what have you got on? You're, you're supporting your friends over there in the States. I can see I, that. I got uh, the boys um, last year, I reckon. They sent me over a hoodie, which is good, Tour Junkies hoodie. Hmm. Uh, for anyone who wants to listen to two boys from Augusta talk about golf gambling, the Tour Junkies uh, do a bit of that. Uh, what's, um, the, what's, yeah. what's the big fella's name, that, that, uh, the head the head dude? Oh, DB is the, is um, DB and Pat co-host, so Pat Perry and uh, Dave Barnett. So, yeah. Uh, Mike, such is his um, demand for... Uh, data leakage is um, often secre- often secretes his services across to uh, the tour junkies. Uh, you probably have another gig coming up uh, there, wouldn't you, very soon with another major? No, 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 no. That's Little Birdie, oh, Little, little Birdie bit, podcast oh, little bit. Okay. tomorrow. Yeah, so the Little uh, Birdie boys, they're the, they're the, they're Aussie mad gamblers, and they uh, yeah podcast record tomorrow for the majors, which is good with um, Marcus Fraser's brother. Okay, very good. So, yeah. Mike, sorry, I'll I'll, re- I'll retract that. I'll retrace my steps there. Mike is on the Little Birdie podcast so if you like your gambling and that's not a gambling this isn't gambling but mike does that on that podcast um you can listen to them but also to a junkies mike's a very good friend of those guys and he's got their hoodie on uh rocket what t-shirt you got a t-shirt on yeah work one oh, okay can i see oh. it can i see it still can't see yeah, it there you go yeah there you go um anyway enough of that uh any golf any golf uh have you guys no golf i, I played nine holes it's Melbourne, so it's getting tough. And uh, I think it was maybe Sunday night, Sunday, Saturday or Sunday night. Mm-hmm. My wife got home late from wherever she was, and she was supposed to be out for a couple of hours. I think it was haircut days, so it was Sunday, Saturday. And uh, I shot off to the local at about quarter to five and got there. And the bloke said, You're not going to get many holes in. I was like, You don't know. You are speaking to the wrong person, <laughs> man. Please. You, do you know? I, who I you walked are out to the first to. tee, and there was six guys. About to tee off five in, minutes in, in, before in sunset, and I was like, "I'll go ahead, of you boys, if you're okay." I was gone. So yeah, I got around easily. Um, got around nine holes easily before the five thirty sunset. But um, the only shot that I hit was 18. 18 is a little par three, and I had a fluoro ball by that stage, and I hit it, and off the bat, I could not see it to save my life. But I've probably played the course ten to twenty thousand times, so by feel, I, I knew roughly where I was. I thought I was short in the bunker, but Happily, I was 10 feet from the flag. Missed the birdie pup, but yeah, yeah, it was good. 
That was about as close as I got to playing golf this week. Oh, very good. Uh, I had around 35 points. Um, 35 points with two wipes, uh, by the way. Um, the training the, the training regime that I'm on, I had some arm pump pull. I think uh, I was playing with Doc and uh, he called it DOMS. I forget what, I'll, I'll think about what DOMS means, but there's like a, a training, an athlete name for onset muscle soreness. Delayed, delayed onset muscle soreness. I couldn't even feel, because I've been training, uh, and we'll get to the point about training in a second. I've been training with a you know, trainer and doing some gym and swimming. Uh, I couldn't feel a club. So uh, I lost the ball, I you know, hit it in the junk off the first tee, had a wipe, had two wipes and had 35 points. Yeah, not too bad. But I played with Star Doc and he's back and some of the other Carlton boys, they were good. But uh, the training part, just a bit of housekeeping. So we had a team meeting about this. Uh, a couple of us are going to try and get involved. I'll not try it, we'll get involved. Um, you know, in my role, in my other world as a drum and golf franchisee, and all the drum and golf franchisees have a commitment to supporting the charity partner of drum and golf, which is Lifeline. When Mike and I donated to Lifeline, when Rocket uh, was going to dye his hair silver. Um, no, it wasn't. <laughs> when we goaded Rocket to try and dye his hair silver and we offered a donation, which we donated. Even, even my mum. Rocket, <laughs> even your mum donated. Uh, well, Rocket's going to back it up now. Um, but we have, a, we have this uh, commitment within what we do to support a charity partner the charity partners lifeline uh just donated seventy four thousand dollars the drummer golf uh, group did uh recently but i'm going to do something in conjunction and rocket's going to help um the push-up challenge now lifeline is a push-up challenge partner so if you see something on the socials uh that's saying denote donate to uh roscoe and rocket's push-up challenge uh click the link um that'd be really kind of you if you did click the link and uh send some money it will be going to lifeline and the challenge is, I think we've got to do like 3,139 push-ups during 1st to 24th of June. I think we can start early, Rocket. Um, and 3,139 uh, represents how many people have committed suicide during that. Uh, what was the number? Uh, 3,139. I'll just I'll double-check that and I'll put it up on the socials. But, yeah, it's a big number. Uh, 130.79 a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I might have to include push-offs off the edge of the swimming pool. Because that's the other big part of my training is, is swimming. So it might give me, if I can, a push off as a push up, I've still got to do a fair few Ks in the pool. So anyway. I, I, I think that would count for 0.25. Oh, please. Okay, whatever. <laughs> we'll be doing that. But um, anyway, the more important thing is, is we're going to be getting active to uh, do some fundraising for Lifeline, which I feel pretty good about, but I'm also, you know, it's going to motivate me to keep my three-month training journey. And you know why I'm on a three-month training journey, gentlemen? No, we don't know. I was going to say, because you're going to drink way too much when you're in Scotland, but that's not it. You're going to eat too much when you're in Scotland. Well, that's more of the point, yeah. You, 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 know, you guys know that I don't drink. Um, the listeners now know that I don't drink, but probably much to their surprise. They go, How does he that stupid with, without drinking? Um, don't drink. Uh, yeah, as you can see up there, if you're watching on the YouTube, there's the open uh, yellow uh, head cover. hasn't moved since last time I pointed to it. Yeah, three months. I gave myself a little bit of a three-months program to get in shape, somewhat of shape, to um, uh, get to Scotland. So there you go. Um, little time in nicely, the push-up challenge. What happened last week in golf? Uh, let's let's go to what I watched the most of, and which is usually uh, one of my key roles. Uh, I'm the night shift person. You guys do the morning shifts. Uh, DP World Tour. I was getting fairly excited early on. Uh, I, I, wasn't... I know why. I know why you're getting excited. Right, okay. It wasn't, it wasn't about the course. It wasn't about the Rink, Rinkvin International Golf Club. It, was, it looked okay and, and that's fine. It was uh, over there in, um, where was it? Um, uh, Belgium. Belgium, sorry. I don't know much about the golf architecture in Belgium. I know some in, in the Dutch part of uh, Europe there, there's some great links up there, but uh, I don't know much about that. It looked nice, but um, I was getting excited for, for the big fella. Oh, George. George? Is that why? George Campillo? Yeah. Nah. No, I, saw, uh, I, I, did, I saw George in the... In he the, was in my picks this week. He was he, And I forgot to tell you, he was in my picks and... and through a couple of rounds, he was right up there, and I thought, "Oh, Ross will be getting very <laughs> excited here." Campilla, actually, Campilla Watch was not on, um, and it usually is. And usually, you might find a hashtag Campilla Watch out there somewhere. <laughs> George probably saw that some somewhere and dropped off me, but uh, no, I did see Jorge um, Campillo pop up the leaderboard there, and it opened my eyes. But I'm a big Ryan Fox fan. I love Foxy. Um, don't know him. Uh, Met him once. My Mercedes-Benz fr uh, friends played with him at the Pro-Am at 13th Beach a few years ago. Met him, said good day. That was about it. 
but I just love uh, I love Big Foxy. I love everything about him. I love the gait, the walk. I love how hard he goes at it. How he's just a knockabout knockabout fella. I love his golf swing. You know, they played they. It's like they had endless amounts of um, slow mos of Foxy's golf swing, and they were like as mesmerised by it. the positions that he gets into the. The hold off us is magnificent, and then they put the camera on you know, his two irons that he was hitting off the tee everywhere, and they go about five feet in the air, and they go about four hundred meters, and it was just poetry for me. Um, and I think I I went to bed about was that the eighth hole on the on the last round. And I thought I can either stay up or I can go to bed. I just seen my football team in Scotland get thrashed. Saw the other team win. Ange Postecoglou, congratulations to you on winning the. Um, First Scottish Premiership with Celtic. You are a hero to the Celts, um, but you're a bloody good coach and an Aussie. I'm glad to see you doing well over there, as all of people in Scotland who support Celtic would be. Um, my team got humped by Rangers, so I went to bed because I thought if I go if I if I go to bed, Foxy will win. And he was like three or four up, and then he lost. I woke up the next morning and he lost. What happened? Last three holes. <sighs> Last three holes. It was a two shot swing, and that's what he got rolled by. I think Horsfield made a one. It was pretty benign but i look it up but i'm sure horsefield made a birdie on maybe 17 and um foxy made a bogey or two bogeys in the last couple and and that was it that's yeah. what cooked him well we've spoke about sammy horsefield on the podcast before we've you know had a little bit of a look into sammy and we we tipped him as being you know someone who's probably got some better golf ahead of him you know he'll be happy to win that. He's he's the most un-English sounding Englishman that you've ever ever <laughs> listened to. Um, but uh, he was yeah he was due another win and um, he's a good fella. So good luck to him. But yeah, bad luck, Foxy. Uh, I'll tell you what, I I caught up with some mates on Sunday afternoon for a birthday party, and they were talking about golf. And um, I won't go down the rabbit hole of the live stuff, but it was amazing a bunch of guys that don't know and don't really follow golf that wanted to talk for about half an hour about the Saudi Golf League. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was Sam Horsfield's caddy. Did you happen to see his caddy? It was his girlfriend or partner. It was his girlfriend who was an 11 out of 10. <laughs> and as he walked onto the first tee on the final final day, here she is just giving him a little kiss and lips, good luck. And it, it was just what a normal couple would do. But it was just so weird seeing two people standing and you know in a tournament, and even like mid mid uh, mid hole, he he'd be sort of standing there, and she'd be sort of half leaning on him with the bag. <laughs> it's just like you look that for a Sunday hit. It was great. I'm sure there's plenty of players that could take a leaf out of uh, Horsfield's book and uh, Westy's book, and uh, you know just not you know GAF and um, you know get yeah. your get your partner. I'm, but I'm sure there's plenty that wouldn't be either. But uh, anyway. Uh, good on you, Sammy. Uh, well done, uh, Rocket. How are you? You've been a bit quiet there. You, you've, you know, you've, you feel, yeah. feel <laughs> you've got your uh, background up. Of course, you've, you know, probably been sitting on the background for a week preparing it. Uh, what, what, what's my background going to be last next episode? You know, the PGA is coming up. Phil's the defending champion. You know, you've curated the fi- picture. You've probably enhanced it a little bit to make it look great in the background there for the YouTube followers. And um, no, Phil. No. So, no Phil. There's the, the the Phil Mickelson live stuff. That's that's an episode on its own. Okay. So, for those of us that don't know, what what's what is the Phil Mickelson live stuff without making an episode on its own? Is is this is he just not ready, or is this him just he really is going across there? Oh. I actually think I, I think he's going to go all in. I think he didn't want the PGA to be the first event back because there's still a whole bucket load of Phil fans and he's just going to be – he will be the draw card for whatever that event is So because they've all been denied. I think at his age, you know, he, he's got – he can play in all the majors – unless they ban him. And then PGA Tour, I think he's looking at it going eight events a year plus majors. There's there's 12 plus maybe some exhibition stuff. That's the that's the max that he'd probably want to play for the next five years. So I actually reckon he's going to go boots and all. 
and his first tournament back will be that live event in London. Uh, which is like three weeks, four, uh, a yeah. month away. Two mm-hmm. weeks away, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So Phil's been out there on the range grinding and uh, keeping in shape. Yep. But it won't matter how he plays. It's just him, his first round coming back. Yeah. Will be part of the live thing. And I, I, I reckon he, you know, maybe because of the blowback, you know, if I was him, I'd be negotiating probably a bit more money. Like, you know, I've already lost X amount of sponsors just being associated with you. Mm. I need some more guaranteed cash. Because if I come and do this, I'm going to, I will shed more. He, he will, you know, what will happen with his Callaway lifetime contract? What will happen to his PGA Tour pension? What will happen to no more starts on the Champions Tour where he's just literally turning up and taking cash? But was the, the just roll back on the Callaway thing now, was that just more so because of his choice of language and words that weren't deemed to be appropriate in discussing, you know, the whole Saudi uh, regime or was it because he was going to play in that? Because I, I don't imagine that, you know, he's going to be, one of several players that are branded with other brands and Callaway that might jump across to it in the eventuality. Was it because of that or was it just because of, you know, are they going to take that away because he chooses to play over there? Don't know. Don't know. If you're a brand, do you want to be associated? Can they wear brands? That's Who knows? Well, there's like some. Can, can, no, they'll can. probably be able to wear brands. That won't be a problem at all. But well, the thing is, like, if you're a brand, if you're at a, if you are a brand yeah. and that player, you're endorsing that player. Do you want to be associated with it? Yeah, hundred percent. I don't because he's already lost two. Yeah, yeah. But if you're there and they've already announced they're going to have uniforms, what's to say that they they turn around and say, "Well, we're giving you enough money. You don't need to be wearing a hmm. correct." And that would also. Or, but the thing is, though, someone like Phil, he already. He averages about fifty million off the course, so he would be going. I'm going to shed them all. I'm going to lose them yeah. all. You need to ratchet it up. And yeah. some of these are lifetime contracts, right? So, you know, those contracts would extend well beyond his playing career. So, it, yeah. So, do you think Shark and Phil have kissed and made up? I don't. Money, money would say probably yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't hit that fast. Did you see the interesting story today about Jack? Yeah, that that um, they offered him hundred million. Offered him the, they'd offered him the role that Norman's mm. doing. Yeah, for a hundred plus million, and he said no. Why would you? Yeah, yeah, Jacks. What would you do with hundred million? I don't know. I'm going to win eighty on Thursday night. I, I really hope you do. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be able to pay just, you. Just, just, just remember the little people. I'll be able to pay you by turning <laughs> up every week. <laughs> every stupid, stupid evening o'clock. Uh, no, seriously. Um, yeah, uh, you, Rocket, you are right. There is probably a whole, you know, in the lead up to that, you know, we'll treat that like a lead up to a manager, which t- tonight is. Um, of course, it's PGA week. Um, oh, look, the live thing, we probably, you know, maybe in the lead up to the, the tournament in that's going in London, we haven't have to have an episode that mm. focuses on it because yeah. there's, a, there's so many threads to pull on this thing. Yeah. All right. So... And it sucks that he's the sucks he's not defending. Even though, even though you 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 know, Shark and Phil may have kissed and made up, you and Phil haven't really kissed and made up, have you? You're still you're still blocked. You know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not blocked on my burner account. See, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing, right? He's doing again, I'm gonna probably leave a lot of stuff in the chamber for whatever that other episode is. You know, Phil and I share a star sign, so I understand how his mind works. We're going astrological now. Hmm. Yeah. What star sign are you? Gemini. Ah, that makes sense. Oh, bloody Gemini's. I actually have no idea. I yeah, no, say that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what people say. When is Gemini? Oh, he's what? such a Gemini. Two person, split personality. Uh, when's Gemini? June. June. Okay. Uh, before 20, 20, 22nd of May to 22nd of June. Phil Mickelson is 16th of June. So Gemini, Taurus, then Leo, you're right? No, Taurus, Gemini. Taurus, Gemini. What goes Gemini, on? Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo. Oh, Cancer, Leo. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, what are you? What star sign are you, uh, Mike? 
This is the weirdest golf episode ever. Uh, I'm an Aries. That makes sense, doesn't it? Such an Aries. Is it? It's uh, March, isn't it? Yeah, we just yeah. passed. Yeah. Did we miss you? When was your birthday? Uh, week before the Masters issue. What, Peak Ready Week? No. No, it was a week after. Week after. Oh, a week Mark after Peak Ready Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Remember <laughs> that back then? Uh, July, for, July for me, Leo. Yeah, thanks for the present, guys. Yeah, no worries. Leo, 29th of July. Um, oh, stubborn. <laughs> no, not at all. Like that. No, that makes sense, yeah. Not but if you win 60 million or 80 million, I, I never said that. Uh, wouldn't it be nice? Where Where would you go? We've had this sort of had this conversation. Where would you go? What would you do? Let's give us your golfing versions of what you would do if you won 80 million bucks. Uh, I'd grab you two blokes in the dock and we would do Pinehurst for a week and then we'd go to Bandon Dunes for a week. Yeah. Okay, yeah. There's got to be some other things that you'd fit into there. Like would you buy a house somewhere? Would you, you know? What yeah, you I'll get? think about I'll think about all the other stuff while I'm playing golf when I'm, you know, my mind's free. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Magic, what would you do? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think those two spots for me are on the list of the places I want to go. But Rocket's just shouted me, so I don't know. Wouldn't waste my, wouldn't waste the rest of my money on that if Rocket's already paying. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'd, I think I'd be just more intent on setting up somewhere nice to live here and joining a couple of really nice golf clubs, and then envisaging the rest of my days playing golf, playing golf twice a day in Michael yeah. Jordan style. Okay, you guys are pretty easy. So somewhere nice, yeah. Okay, somewhere nice to you know, live here. I don't know where that'd be, like Sanctuary Lakes or something like that. You want to buy a house near the first yeah, Sanctuary yeah, Lakes? Yeah, Point Cook, absolutely. Okay, yep. that's the first place on the list. So, so, so somewhere like down next to Buddy Mike Clayton and Andy Lee down at St Andrews Beach or thereabouts. Yeah, okay, yeah, I get that. Yep. But nowhere exotic, you know. Like for me, I'm I'm buying a place at Lee Hinch. I'm the near the fifth fifth tee, the little road just across there. I'm I'm buying one of those. I'm just chipping and putty on the Dell every night for in during oh. summer. I'd buy a house on Tara Edie. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I'd do that too. Yeah, um, I'd do that. If yeah. I was to do one in the UK, it'd be near um, Royal Liverpool because then okay. I could go watch Liverpool play. Mm-hmm. Actually, buy a place just across the road from Anfield. So I'd go watch them play and then go play golf in the afternoon at Royal I, Liverpool. I don't know if, if I'd um, try and buy a house next to Beanie's house. At, uh, she's on the corner of um, the first tee. Uh, sorry, the 18th tee at North Berwick, just looking out across to Bass Rock. At the 18th tee, you can see um, Beanie's house there, obviously the Solheim Cup captain of Europe, the winning Solheim Cup captain, um, or I'd, or St Andrews, or would I go up a little bit further up, maybe Cruden Bay or up to Dornock or somewhere like that. But definitely definitely somewhere in La Hinch because I just love that place, but uh, there'd be somewhere else in Scotland, whether it's North Berwick or somewhere up further afield, maybe out at Macrohanish or maybe, I don't know. Um but it won't surprise you guys to know that I'd certainly be flicking on um, the internet version of car sales and looking for a Pilatus PC12 low miler. I'd be, you know, painting painting that up with the M log decolletage on the back, <laughs> subletting it subletting it to Air Adventure in the off season. I think you just burnt through literally your whole eighty million. No, that can't be that much. I don't know if anyone knows how much a PC twelve is. Let me know. Um, the liabilities of that thing crashing. Floats, flies, and feeds. Is that something like that? Is that what they say? Yeah. Uh, anyway, the PG <laughs> silliness. Um, good luck to everyone with uh, who plays Powerball. Um, especially you, Dad. You're the lucky one of the family now. <laughs> You've taken the mantle over from Mum. You've it's, it's all to you, uh, Murray Flanagan. Um, the PGA. Rocket, talk to us about where the PGA is at. Um, what do you know about it, and uh, what are your expectations? Should we cover the Byron snooze, snooze Nelson? Uh, well, we can do that. Well, no, let's do the PGA and come back to the. You know, you, you, I think you wrapped, oh, it, wrapped oh, it up oh. into one of there, the snooze, or, or does the snooze lead into the PGA? Oh, I was thinking about it today. The Byron Nelson, and even some of these events, I feel like I pick and ch- I reckon out of the fifty-two weeks of the year. I pick my calendar in terms of ones I'm going to watch, almost like I'm a professional golfer because there are some where it's like, I ain't watching that. I'm I not getting up early to watch that. And Byron that- Nelson is one because of just, you know, they moved away from Trinity Forest. They moved away from Las Colonas before that. Hmm. So interesting courses and tracks. They've gone to this place. Sure, they sh- i got no problem with someone shooting low. But the thing is, yeah. I, if if the 
if the uh, the canvas that they are playing on is is a little bit snoozy, yeah, I'm I think not it, watching it. I think the course is the, the the tricky part with the course. It's stuck between a rock and a hard place because if they did what they'd done the week before and turned it into a past seventy, and you know the winning score was sixteen under. It would have been a really ugly 16 under. But the, the, the fact that there was a few holes that were drivable par fours and other yeah. bits and pieces was the only thing Short that Short par fives. Yeah, it was yeah. like, a, it was, you know, birdie fest. Yeah. But then that's that's cool. But yeah, it, I don't know. It's it, it was just it was just a bit of a nothing. Yeah, point. there's no no balance between there's there's a balance between making lots of birdies and having some contest and mm. and kind of bit of tension versus just, you know, Every day there's some dude shooting 62. Yep. And you got half a field who's there for a jog because they don't want to run themselves ragged before the oh, week before a major. Yeah, warm up. Um, and then you got other guys that are having a dip, like the winner, who's won it back-to-back, KH Lee, two years in a row. Hats off to KH Lee. Mm. I had a lot of people at that party that I was at on Sunday that were saying, is there anyone that can come from deep? And um, I said, look, everyone's going to shoot. Good scores all week. They've been, I think, round one. Uh, Munoz shot twelve under, mm. so so sixty was certainly a chance. I think James Hunt did it on Saturday, um, but yeah, I, I didn't pick KH Lee. I didn't even, I wasn't paying enough attention to notice that the, the, the that the uh, winner from the year prior was even in the mix. I think he was about eighty to one hundred to one before the tournament started, and yeah. I think he was about forty five the on Saturday or Sunday night our time before the last round. So um, yeah. yeah. No, good luck to him. Um, That's it. Yeah, that was it. That was a tournament. Spieth and Matsuyama and Xander and JT and all these other guys, you know, were right in the mix, but off a pretty ordinary field and, yeah, weren't really pushing too hard, I don't think. Did uh, Spieth throw it away in the end with that three-putt? I don't know. He had had a bit of a funny week. I mean, he sort of just did what he had to do. He had just an average final round. I mean, five under final round, he lost to the bloke who shot nine under. So, and he got in by one. So, I mean, if you're in the top couple and you've got Munoz ahead of you by one and you shoot five under, you would have thought you'd be well and truly the winner. Mm. And someone's had to go pretty deep to beat you. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think he's, he's finding form at the right time. He won his last start and he's done well here. And Yeah. Uh, who did you pick, Mike, again? I changed my pick. So, I, I mean, I didn't change. I had a couple of people that I tipped on the Twitter, but um, the two guys that I was tossing up between were um, a bit of a long shot. So they were Luke List and Mark Leishman. And I think I had Leishman in my tip in the one and done originally, and I switched it to Luke List or vice versa. No, I did that. That's what I did. And Luke <coughs> List missed the cut by one. So I got $0. Wow. And uh, I think Leach got, you know, $27.50. So I didn't really miss too yeah. much. And uh, Rocket Man? Sorry, a little cough. Uh, I, um, uh, my one Scotty. had done was um, Scotty. Scotty Sheffler, yeah. Yeah, he so did all right. He did. He just plugged along. He got you $160,000. And Roscoe, you uh, had. Shocker. Will, Will, Will's, uh, Will, Will's Lateris. Yes. He, um, yeah, he was probably in the top. Couple of picks, I thought he'd go very well, but did not. No. Um, in our tipping comp, the only two people had Jordan Spieth as our best performers. One was Justin Bissica. I'm going to say that's how he's pronounced his name, Justin. If it's not, I apologise. And the other one is Bobby, and I know who Bobby is because I, I didn't know who Bobby was, but it's actually a friend of mine who's been living in the states and he's back in back in Australia. And I saw him uh, a couple of weeks back, and he said he's been listening and he's in the tipping competition. So. Oh. Shout that out to, is Bobby. Shout out to Bobby. Uh, well done on getting uh, the Spieth man. Um, mm. And uh, is he up there? Where's Bobby? How's he going? Tracking Bobby's the- going. Well, he's just past me, so I don't don't <laughs> want to hear about that. He's, he was, you know, with his nine hundred grand, he's now a couple hundred past me. Just quietly, everyone's um, past us. No, no, it's true. Uh, the Shermanator still leading seven point five. Nomadic golfer five point six. Public golf, five point four. No three putts five point two. Mitchell Lloyd is up into fifth. With just over five million, yeah, Paul, um, um, Michael, Michael Lloyd, no, avid listener. Sorry, uh, it's Michael, Michael. Sorry, sorry Michael, M I C H E L, not Mitchell, but uh, yeah, Michael. Could I, uh, if you want painting done, reach out to Michael Lloyd, great painter. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, Rocket's still in thirteenth, Posy. I'm in thirtieth, and Roscoe, you're in thirty fifth. But mm. there's a major coming up, and the uh, 
the prize pool this week is twelve million. So that's a that's a good one to get if you can get it. Okay, so that leads us into talking about. Are we done with uh, the Byron yep. Snooze Nelson, as you call it, Rocket? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, leads us into the PGA. Rocket, what do you know about the course where the PGA is being played? The course being Southern Hills. It looks like a bit of a beast. It's shaping up to to be that. Well, people need to remember that it originally was supposed to be um, Trump Bedminster mm. before the riots, and then when that went down, PGA said, "You're out," and did the call out to a heap of courses, and there was a short list, and Southern Hills was picked off the. Uh, Picked off the rack. I think they were holding some other tournament, I think, already scheduled. So it just made quite clear sense. And it's been a major venue for a number of years. You know, Tiger won a PGA there, I think. You had uh, the Goose won the Open US Open there in 01. Um, Nick Price won PGA there in 94. Um, Perry Maxwell course. Um, and redesigned most recently by Mr. Gilhans. So bringing back a lot of the old greens, contours, bunkers, um, shot shapes, removing trees, you know, replacing bunkers into some other shots to return shot values, etc. cetera. Uh, and the other things with the course is, you know, they've um, not tried to tighten it up too much, um, the fairways, because it is small greens, but then also, you know, some of the videos and things that I've seen. So there's a lot of the mown areas and runoffs and stuff like that. So not just pure thick rough. And then the other beauty is that it's going to be Bermuda. And anyone who's played out of Bermuda will realize that is going to create some fun for shots from, you know, irons into the greens and especially around the greens because the ball does weird things and it's really hard to get out of because the first time I experienced it, I was like, oh, that's what all the fuss is about. So just for the non-green keepers amongst us, um, give everyone your best uh, description of what makes Bermuda Bermuda and, and what it is so different and, and relate it to a eastern state scenario. So if you're a Queenslander, if you're a New South Welshman or you're a Sandbelt Victorian or a Victorian playing off Cooch, what's the, you know, what, what, are you, what are you experiencing that's different to what you're playing off? There's nothing like you'll experience here. Okay. So what's absolutely the- nothing. It, it's 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 one, it's unpredictable. Right. Because the ball either sits up or it drops down. And when it drops down, it's like it's plugged. So is it- and 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 it's near in, and and when it's it, it drops down into the rough, the grass kind of decides to wrap itself around the ball. So it makes it near impossible to actually get even any club face onto this thing. So the, the first time I experienced it was at Shadow Creek in Las Vegas. And the very first fairway I missed, which was the, I think it was the sixth hole. And I got up there and I looked down at it and I was like, wow, I'm going to have to work really hard to get a sandwich under this. So I, I had to take a sandwich to get it out back into the fairway. Mm-hmm. And, and the rough was only not even like an inch and a half thick. It's crazy. And then around the greens, it was a nightmare. It's an it's a nightmare because if it if it sits up, then it can be a bit wiry. So you can actually very easily go right under it. And so you've got to be really good with picking it off that grass. Or if it settles down, how far does it settle down? And then how do you get that how do you get that up? So, so it- they're gonna have a mix of all of these things around the greens in terms of mown areas. So there's gonna be lots of creative shots. The course is gonna play hard and fast. And they're going to have Bermuda rough, so there's you. This is one. This is probably this is going to be that one course where you need everything firing to you know. There's this most major winners, right? You need your game in, in shape, right? But the thing is, though, you cannot. This is going to attest to everyone. So if you have a particular weakness, it potentially will get exposed at Southern Hills. So is Bermuda a little bit more like Cooch? Uh, nah. Okay. I, I literally, it, it's, 
I, I don't I don't really describe it well enough. Um I, I've only played it. I played on it at um La Costa in California. <coughs> and the, the the only thing I remember and this was a few years ago. I was with Conrad and um the one thing I remember was the first tee ball I hit wasn't great and it was off in the rough. And it was sitting okay, I thought. And so I was trying to hit like a hybrid out of the rough, like Rocket described then. It was kind of sitting a little bit down, but not super, super dead. In normal world here, you just get the hybrid on the back of it and it just take off. Yeah. I literally nearly ripped my stomach muscles as it came through because the ball went nowhere. It just it's, it's, didn't fly. It's, still, it's kind of still wool. I, I yeah, remember the, yeah, the, yeah. I, I remember the, the, first, the first major or big tournament that I ever watched and heard about Bermuda and the challenges with that was 1990 Shoal Creek. Um, and that's the one that grades one. And um, Freddie Couples finished second, I think it was. Um, no, no, was it 1990? Yeah, it was because Payne Stewart won 89. Um, yeah, so that was the first time seeing a tournament where they talk about it. And you, um, I still remember going back to there and you see all the challenges that players would have from the rough and things like that. It's just, and then other tournaments where you'd see them talk about it and then actually experiencing it. It's like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. unpredictable. It's like steel wool. It's all sorts of things. It's going to present lots of challenges. Well, the course looks great. Um, yeah, everything that you described, you can see that. You know, as a quick look at the Southern Hill Southern Hills uh, website shows you some of the pictures and yeah. you know what they've done there. It looks fantastic. Yeah, Golf um, Digest did a flyover of every hole, which they published the other day. Mm. Um, Fried Egg have done some good um, pieces on that. Yeah, um, Fried Egg did a really good podcast. I think about a week ago on the course. It was very, very yeah. good. Um, just yeah. a side issue, just backtracking it a little bit. Uh, Gemini, you said you were Rocket, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like just the way that you rattled off who has played there, who has won there, when the tournament was, what year it was. Is there anything in the Gemini profile that says, you know, there's a, is there a high propensity of savants in, as Geminis? Can you do some research on that? Like I don't know. Me and Phil were weird units. Yeah, well, this is savant-like recall. I'm going back to the Greg Norman thing where people are still blown away by your unbelievable recall uh, as you demonstrated once again uh, there. Um, okay, so let's get into the uh, the playing. Yeah, I've sort of kept all the big guns up my sleeve here trying to pull some ace cards out to get some money at the big events, which some people might say you're a fool, Ross, um, you know, you should have used the big cards early, like you used your arms and Schefflers and all that sort of thing. Have uh, who's has, has Scheffler? You know, is there any chance that uh, if I pull my Scheffler card this week, then I'm going to see some action? You'll probably finish top ten. Yeah. the The, un, the only thing going against Scotty Scheffler is what are the odds of one bloke winning the first two majors? Yeah, in, that's honestly the only thing I can find going against him. It's it's that's 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 probably higher odds than someone winning two majors in their career. Yeah. So I mean, when I looked at the course and Rocket summed it up absolutely perfectly, I've looked at ball striking, I've looked at strokes gained approach. The small greens are going to need to be good. Strokes oh, yeah. gained around the green because they're not going to hit the greens all the time. I want to see someone that can putt. Um, Strokes gained approach from around 200, 225 yards and then par four performance from about 450 to 500 because it's a few Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I pulled it all together. The man who ranked on top by 0.01 of a point in my rankings, which doesn't mean anything to anybody, Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler stacks up perfectly, which makes sense that this tournament feels like it's going to play very similar to the Masters. You're going to need to hit your ball in the right parts of the green. It's going to be hard and fast. The weather's going to be hot. It's going to be 30 degrees and blowy. That's going to be... Well, well the beauty of Oklahoma home is, is it's going to be in May and usually not June or August when it's probably at its worst. Well, the, 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 when I, I mean, it'll change obviously like everywhere else, but it actually looked like a, a bit of a Melbourne summer um, mm. forecast. It was like 30 degrees, okay Thursday morning, then windy in the Arvo. Friday, windy all day and 30 degrees, and then thunderstorms coming through like 6 p.m. Friday night, and then 18 degrees, 22 degrees on the weekend. It was like complete, you know, drop away, a bit like a Melbourne cool change. 
who 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 else um bubbled to the surface in the data lake? The data lake. So number two on the data lake is Xander Shoffley, uh, another one whose stats are going well. He's not someone that I probably would be picking because I can never. I don't know that uh, he's a winner. He's a, he's a he's a he's a top ten lock. Yeah, Zurich a Zurich win doesn't count in my books. Um, Paddy Cantlay and Sam Burns three and four. And then you've got two guys that I've had small amounts of shekels on. The first one is Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith, for me, is my one-and-done pick. I was tossing up between him and Scheffler. Um, But I'm going to take Cam. I think Cam's absolutely cherry ripe to pick pick up his first major. Um, The only thing that's that's sort of not normally in his favour is the length of the course, but he has found some pop in the back. But but it, it should play. It should actually play quite firm and fast. So that yep. might actually help counter some exactly. of that. Exactly, exactly. It'll help him help him get a bit more run out. But I think that he's a wizard around the greens. And, and also the fairways are a bit wider as well, right? So it'll probably help because his driving is not the no, not yeah, the best. That, that's the only part that he's down in is yeah. his, his, his accuracy. Yep. And the other one that fills out the uh, the top uh, five or top six is Taylor Gooch again. Taylor Gooch. Um, comes up there. He's sitting at around about 100, 120 to 1. He hasn't obviously done too much in uh, the PGA before, but that doesn't really matter. He's an Oklahoma boy. He 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 went to um, Oklahoma University, I believe, but he also grew up and lived not miles away, or did live not miles away, um, came up in the research. So he was someone that I was like, oh, yeah, I don't mind that. I don't, I don't mind someone who would have played here before definitively certainly through college and maybe as a, as a kid and played similar conditions, be feeling a bit comfortable at home, probably a bit of pride on the line. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind him as well. And then who, if you go, who rounds out the, the rest of the, say, the next five on the on the day? Yeah, so, I, I mean, think look, I probably want to dive a little bit more because the majors, right? It's- no, of course, of course. Yeah, look, so the next ones are, uh, the next main ones are, are, are kind of more padding out favourites. So Berger, Lowry, Fitzpatrick, JT's certainly one that I'm looking at. Henley and Matsuyama. The mm-hmm. one that's kind of in the middle there that's a bit of an odd one is Adam Hadwin. Adam Hadwin came up in the top 10. Wow. Um, I'm not really shopping for Adam Hadwin prices, but I certainly a bit further down have looked at the ones that I've had a look at and had a had a look to place bets on, were, as I said, Gooch and Smith, and then the next sort of three or four were Thomas Matsuyama. Um, I had a very small bet on Jason Day a couple of weeks ago, and I think he's finding form at the right time, but I just don't know if he's quite there yet. And Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth's putting this year is the only thing letting him down, and he's the guy who you think is bulletproof in putting, but this year he's ranked 175th in strokes game putting. You wouldn't have picked that in a million years. No. If he can find the putter this week, he will give it a a very, very, very big shake. Mm. But, yes, one and done for me. I'm going with the Aussie. I'm going with Cam Smith to win that, and then, and then uh, I think one of the Aussie girls might win the uh, U.S. Open in a couple of weeks. Well, I'm going to pull the Sheffler card. I am going to pull it here because uh, I won't. Oof. I'm going to pull it. I'm surprised that I hadn't already, but uh, I haven't, so I'm going to. I don't think. Uh, I don't think I picked Sheffler at the Open. There's aces coming out of every sleeve. Boom. Uh, it's a good. It's an interesting field, you know. You, of course, at the PGA, you've got the mixture of the uh, US um, PGA professionals that have qualified to play, um, most of which you've never heard of. Uh, you've got some of the previous winners like Rich Beam and, and John Daly. Is John Daly confirmed? Is he is he in the list here? Is he, is he going to play? Uh, if he's on the list, he's, he's in. He's on the list. Is what I said is, yeah, he's he's on yeah. the list. He's a thousand to one in the odds, which means if he's he's signed on, he's signed on. Uh, Rich Beam's in. Uh, if you want to listen to a good podcast, uh, Gordon from uh, uh, Real Life Caddy Podcast interviewed Rich Beam not too many issues ago, uh, episodes ago. Go and listen to that. Rich Beam sounds like a great bloke to listen to and hang out with. Um, of course, you've got the Europeans that are there. We've got our Bobby. We Bobby's playing. Uh, Foxy. Foxy's there from uh, New Zealand. Um, Lucas. Where does Lucas uh, Herbert stack up in the lake? I just knew, like as soon as as soon as you said, there's a lot of different people that are playing in this tournament. I scrolled right down to the bottom of the lake and I started looking, and there's a bunch of people. And I mean, there's a lot of people here that I don't have data for because I don't pull in the Euro stats. So I've got 57 people that don't have stats. Um, but other than that, I've got pretty much the top 100 players. Lucas ranks 94th in the data, mm-hmm. but again. 
that doesn't mean he can't win. It just means the data doesn't point to the fact that he is. He's, he's ranked number six this year on the PJ Tour in putting in strokes gained. Every yeah. other stat that I'm looking at is, is, you know, bottom percentile, sort of 200, 250th in ball striking, things like that. He's got to keep. But again, that's 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 on how he's performed this year in his limited yeah. starts. So yeah. it's, it's, it, it needs more time to sort of catch up. I think Herbie's secret is if he keeps that driver under control and in play, um, you know, he could he could be anywhere. Mm. Okay. Um, anywhere else? Who are, well, obviously we've got we've got uh, Matty Jones, we've got uh, Cam Smith, Cam Davis, we've got uh, Jason Day, we've got uh, Herbie, of course, uh, Leash, we've got uh, Adam. Is that Adam's in there? Yeah. Uh, who else? Anyone else? No, no one of any note uh, from the Aussies. No, that's it. Normally, it's a. Um it's easy to sort of predict who's going to be there from the Aussies because effectively you just get the guys that are on tour all the time. But with the, the way they work out who qualifies, you get that very mixed field, like you said, Ross. You get a real um, different set. It's funny to even think that Foxy and Sam Horsfield and those guys are all playing in this tournament after being in Belgium last week. So would, that, would they have qualified? Where, where, how do they qualify? Through not, not surely not that result or is that world standings or...? No, they'd be they'd have certain events in Europe that would be classified as qualifiers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so I think Horsfield actually would have made it on world ranking. I think. Yeah, he would have been. Wouldn't have been far away. I mean, and Fox, <clears throat> yeah, and Foxy would have been. You know, it, yeah. could be order of merit, could be a particular event where they go. He's a man yeah. of spots like they do for the Open. So the Aussies, I know you went through them, but I've got them is Cam Smith, Jason Day, Adam Scott, Mark Leishman, Cam Davis, Matt Jones, Lucas Herbert, and Minwoo Lee. Oh, Minwoo, of course, Minwoo's there. Of course he is. Can't forget Minwoo. Uh, he was very excited to see Minji win uh, this week in uh, the LPGA Tour, beating uh, Lexi Thompson, which was great for Aussie golf. Min, Min, Minji Lee is a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous golfer. Um, okay, what else? Uh, Rocket, who are you going with? Uh, it's My boy. Brooks? Really? He's back. Brooks is back. He's back to your boy. The Really? Okay. Okay. I'm, and I'm also not going to get and also not going to get odds like this on Brooks going into no, the major. No, no, no. I, I I wholeheartedly agree with you. If you're gonna if you like Brooks, you pick him because we know how he performs in PGAs and and majors. Um, and you're not going to get these odds very often. And so when he gets up there, um, you take him. The only thing I'm worried about is is, is he injured? Um, he withdrew last week, was it? I reckon he's like, I'm not going to waste managing. Yep. I'm good. No, 100%. That's, that's I reckon he's gone, I'm good. Yeah, I hope it is. I, I saw someone write somewhere that he's hurt his groin. I don't know whether that's right, wrong, or otherwise. Um, but, yeah, no. I think for that price, it's worth a worth a risk. And and then, and then so he's my one and done. He's, he's one I've also um, put some hard earned on. But the other one is um, my boy Max, which I jumped on him a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, right? Yep. Because I think it's again, it's like the 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 odds and the everything feels feels like it's coming together because this will be the type of test: firm, hard, fast, small greens. He has a good he has a good record on courses with small greens. Yeah. And the thing that would usually hold him back is putter. He's kind of found a bit of a rhythm and every and his wedge game. There's all these little things that he's improved, and off the tee, he's just a He's a bullet. It's like we always say. I mean, you look at Max's stats. He's 137th in stats around the green, but that's for this year. Now, for the last two weeks, he's been doing that well. He's on that upward trajectory that we've always talked about. Yep. If you find that yep. for one week, that's when you win. I, I'm, yeah. So I, I got I got him a little bit at the Wells Fargo, and I've gone in hard again for the PGA. I thought, you know, this is one of the few times I could probably. You didn't bet Ricky Fowler? I was just I was just looking here at Ryan Fox and Ricky Fowler sitting next to him. Uh, speaking about Liv, uh, there was he popped up in the Liv discussion again this week. Uh, oh, who cares what Ricky says? Mm. Ricky, everyone loves. Like him. really, uh, you know, he's going to be rocking the orange every day here because he was went to Oklahoma State. Whoopie doo da, wear your orange, Ricky. Woo woo woo. We'll be wearing it for two days, not every whatever, day. mate. Yeah, two days. Yeah, two <laughs> days. Wow. Uh, he'll probably go out and win now. No, I, uh, I think Ricky's done very well in life. His his partner is absolutely stunning, and he's clearly happy in happy in life. Um, it'd be great to see him come back and play some good golf. But whether he plays on the Saudi funded tour or not, I don't know how that's the story. He's not, yeah, he's not a top tier player anymore. No, 
Mr. Irrelevant. Okay, so Ricky Fowler, uh, that's a long way to get around saying that Ricky Fowler's not going to win, uh, Mike, and he's not factoring into any of the data lake uh, calculations. Uh, he's drowning in the data lake. <laughs> uh, do any of the Europeans uh, fit in there? You know, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy in there, fits magic. <laughs> It's tricky because a lot of them don't have enough starts on the PJ Tour. Fitzy does. So Fitzy comes up very high. So Fitzy ranks number yeah. 10. Of all the Europeans, I'd have Fitzy and the others, I probably wouldn't even throw a shoe at them. No. Um, no, I mean, you got to remember, I mean, Rory's, if you count him as a Euro, he's 22nd. Um, but Zadenhout, not really. No, there's not, not too many that no. are on there. I mean, Tommy Fleetwood's on there, but he ranks quite a ways down. Um, he'd be, you know, 42. Um, but again, it just depends on those stats. At what point are we going to start talk, stop talking about Tommy and bringing him up? Yeah, he's I, living, he's living off that 63 at Shinnecock. I mean, what's he done here? No, he hasn't Nothing. had any good performances in the PGA. You take out the performance in that final round of the 2018 um, US Open, hmm. well, he's he done Bazudenhausen. <laughs> He finished 14th at the Masters this year. That's the only thing I can see in front of me that I go, oh, oh yeah. Back okay. toward that one too, Rory style. Yeah. yeah. Other hey. than that, there's nothing else yelling at me that says he's a chance. Uh, speaking of Rory, if you if you were following the Slovakian, Rory, you, you might have um, had some solid collects in the tipping comp because he's finished reasonably well the last few weeks. But why is Rory Sabatini not in the field? Uh, probably didn't rank higher qualify. enough. Okay, yeah, fair didn't enough. qualify. I was expecting to silver. Silver medal obviously is not um, <laughs> worthy. <laughs> He's dining out invitations of uh, run dry on the silver medal. Oh, okay, anyway. Um, all right, Justin Rose. No. 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 I think look, the future of European golf is. He's not living. He's not live. Victor Hovland and those guys that are, I mean, they're going to classify as European tour players, or European players for the Ryder Cup, but they're, they're going to play on the PGA Tour. And I'll be surprised if Victor even makes the cut here. This course is going to chew him up around the greens. He's not, uh, yeah, I think there'll be some shaky little um, if, if he some runoff areas. It, it, yeah, if he makes the cut and he's, chip it, he's chipping it all right, I'll be very, very surprised. He'll be having a blinder. And this is the funny thing, right? So, like, I've, I've given you all the stats and the numbers and bits and pieces. If you look at the guys that are in the top 16, Hovland ranks 16, right? And I'll, I, everything's color-coded on the, on the data lake. It, he's ranked 210. It is bright red in the middle of a sea of green stats because everyone's green, green, green if they're filtered to the top. And he's red, red, red. 210. There would only be two, 230 players that have played that would have had stats to qualify. He's so far down in strokes gained around the green, it's frightening. The only other one that's up there that's even close to that is Cole Meyer Carr was 192 and Lowry 143. Um, the, the thing is, though, Cole has – he has his peaks and troughs. Yeah. And everything else stays consistent where Hovland is just trough. Yeah. And if he just improved by a little bit, yeah, like I think, I think he could be – his no. belief is he 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 believes he's bad with chipping. Yeah, it's his problem, it, which That's is not problem. not a good start. No. Being better at chipping. Heartfelt reach out to uh, <laughs> Victor Hovland. <laughs> uh, I did actually have a reasonable chipping round the other week. I used I used the uh, I used the Tour Edge Super Spin Wedge Cavity Back Big Big Flange. It was one that I had to test, and uh, it's nothing like anything that you I or otherwise would use. And I probably had one of my best chipping rounds using this quite big uh, forgiving wedge around the green. Very good. There so, you go. There you go. So, Victor, maybe try a cavity, maybe try a cavity back wedge. Uh, reviews coming soon. Um, okay. Anyone else? Who else? Anyone? Who who, who are oh. for the people that like the data lake? Who are the top sixteen? Give us a rundown. The top sixteen. Well, you said top sixteen. We just rattled off. He's already rattled yeah. off ten. Scheffler, Shawfly, Scheffler, Shawfly, Cantlay. Burns, Gooch, Smith, Berger, Hadwin, Lowry, Fitzmagic, Thomas, Henley, Matsuyama, Horschel, Pereira, Victor Hovland. Okay. There you go. For the second but time. Yeah. All right. Oh, look, anyone that's keen, they always message me. So I'm yeah. sure there'll be a few um, a few uh, people messaging on the uh, on the socials to find out. Who, can I see a picture of the lake? Or who are the picks? 
Do you send the, do, do you send a picture of the lake? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. A screenshot. A screenshot of the uh, the filtered. And normally, people want to see because the rankings are irrelevant, but they're already in order. And then it runs into how they performed at this tournament, and then how they performed coming in. But performed in this tournament is not relevant for the PGA because it's not the same course. Do you know if any of the people that you shared that with have used those tips to success and garner yeah. profit? Yeah, yeah, a couple of the boys have. Okay. I know um, Hammer Tail has, okay. and um, there's at least a couple of guys that have sent me messages that they were very happy. In. Oh, Someone well. sent me a message. Who? Well, I can't remember who it was the other day. Someone sent a message saying. Thanks very much for that pick. It's like it got me all the money back I lost on the horses on the weekend. Okay, <laughs> so well, I was like, oh, well, there you go. I, I'm going. You know, you don't have to disclose um, who's used your information that you spend hours at toiling away providing, and you provide that to them for free. I'm going somewhere because um, I will be expecting you to share Rocket Nice link for the push-up challenge to those people, so yep. they can uh, yeah invest some Tip it in. she- shekels, some a uh, quarter of them in worth for um, a good cause. Uh, there you go. Okay. Minji Lee, she won over at Upper Montclair Country Club. Oh, sorry. Can, can we can we just one, one closing thought around oh. Southern Hills? Yes. So, give us two. There's, there's lots of people that are going to hear either other podcasts or on the broadcast and hear the word Southern Hills has Augusta-like greens. Now, what people really need to understand why Southern Hills has Augusta-like greens? It's because Perry Maxwell built and designed. Augusta National Greens. He uh, he's the father of the tenth hole, the man who made the tenth hole what it is at Augusta. Mm-hmm. He he he. When Doctor McKenzie was building courses and needed greens, he got Mister Maxwell. So he did uh, also Crystal Downs for him. Uh, he did the greens at Pine Valley, and he did all of Augusta Nationals. I think the the key thing I've I've heard obviously the greens aren't as big here as they are at Augusta, but it's all about the tiers and the shelves and the spots exactly. So at Augusta the greens are big, but the thing is though where they put the pins, the spots and the shelves are very small, and it's all about target. You got to be on the right spot, target golf, etc. And that's exactly what Southern Hills is. Okay, anything else about Southern Hills? Doc's there, the marketing manager. Uh, we going on, the, on the ground. Doc's on the ground. I thought, on the ground. I thought we might have had him live. We, we'll, we'll be able to get him. Oh, we can yeah. get him on the weekend maybe when we do the cut. Maybe yeah, if okay. we do a cut podcast or something. But uh, he's in LA as we speak. He's gone to bed, but he was out eating Mexican tonight, enjoying life. I asked him if he was going to go shoot out to Rustic Canyon like he did with me the last time we were there, and he said the wife won't let him. So so what's Sorry. the what's the purpose of his trip? Is it a... Work trip or is it just golf? Or if he's no, um, his brother-in-law lives over there. Okay, lives in yep. Tulsa. That's right. So that's right. he uh, gave him access, had some access to some passes, and it was a good time for he and his wife to go out and visit family. And worked out well for him to go to the golf. Oh, well, we look forward to sharing some of his uh, imagery from uh, with you uh, up from up close. I'm assuming you're allowed to take uh, pictures and phones and all that sort of thing into um, the PGA. So that'll be good. Yep, and you're allowed to give away. You're allowed to sell your Apple phone for a bottle of water or half a glass of beer based on the well, price of them. That's what I was going to say. There are two things that we haven't spoken about. The, the price of um, uh, beer and, and other things uh, there was ridiculous. Like eight, eight, 18 bucks for a 500 mil can of beer. 18 bucks for a can of Budweiser. Like, please, what's that Australian? Like 27 bucks or something like that? 30 yeah. bucks? Yeah, not yeah. quite, whatever. Um, Budweiser, 20, you might as well just buy a bottle bucks. of Mount Franklin. I can't remember what the water price was ridiculous too. Mm, it was all ridiculous. Um, Tiger, that's the other thing we didn't talk about. Who? Tiger. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Don't care. He's- it's not that I don't care about Tiger. Mm. It's like he's playing. If he plays, it's great. If, I don't care what Tiger does. Tiger go and take a whiz on the first tee and then walk back to his car and fly out. I don't care. Be a good story though. It would be a very good story. Whatever Tiger does, great. I, you know, I think the expectation in us talking about Tiger, I'm, he's done everything for the game. He's done everything for me. Well, I expect nothing else from him. Oh, look, I hope he has a good week. He said he's feeling stronger, much stronger than he was at the Masters, which is great. It's obviously not as hilly. Good luck to him. I hope he plays well. 
But yep, yeah, I'm, that's it. If he does, he does, and he does, and he doesn't. Yeah. I think his eyes are firmly set on the next tournament you're heading to, Ross. Uh, the Open, the 150th at uh, St Andrews. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, starting to put a schedule together, or somewhat of a schedule. Starting to, trying to work out where I'm going to be and what time. So, um, yeah, it's looking good. Uh, okay. Anything else? Final closing on the PGA uh, as we tick the hour mark here of the recording. Rocket, final, done? No, I've got nothing else. Uh, I've, got nothing. I've probably got nothing else to talk about, really. Okay, well, we're very close to wrapping it up. Did, uh, Mike, did you watch Minji Lee salute over Lexi Thompson? It's great to see Lexi Thompson still playing well. She's, she's a great golfer and she's had a long, successful career on the LPGA. Minji did pip her by a couple of shots, which was great. She is a great golfer, a very good stateswoman for Australian golf internationally. Um, Mike, did you watch any of that? Did I watch a little bit? Uh, I watched a little bit on their Saturday time and a little bit of the final round, not a lot. Um, there was a bit of a time there where they were crossing paths at the same time as the other tournaments. So I was chopping in and out. Um, yeah, it was a um, it was a good look like a really good course. I, I really liked the look of it. Um, it was a little bit benign. I think I said to you before we um, started recording, Roscoe, mm-hmm. it looked like it was pretty friendly sort of. Golf, uh, a little bit of target practice on a few of the holes coming in, especially on when I was watching on their third round. And she was just – she was leading from a long way out and she just did well to close. Um, I think her scorecard – I'm looking at her scorecard now. On the front nine, she had a bogey. She's probably a little bit shaky. Um, but then, yeah, she had three, three birdies on the back nine. Doesn't hurt. And, yeah, it was a nice, comfortable win. It would be good to see her get just a couple more wins because she's had a history recently where she's been – sort of right up there in, in contention and then falling away a little bit or not not falling way down, but, you know, solid top fives, but just pegging off two or three wins would be fantastic. Well, her next event will be the US Women's Open, which isn't till June, uh, the first weekend in June. So we'll see how she goes there. I did say a good stat. Um, I think we retweeted it. The Minji Lee start around her strokes gained approach or her proximity stats for, you know, any it, it was 10-yard increments into from like 150 into 100 or whatever it was and she leads leads the tour um on every single yardage uh her, she's her, a ball striking machine ball striking and her shots into greens is ball striking machine that's why she won la open a couple of years ago yeah and her putter has been probably the part that's not been her best but uh when um someone asked what her putting stats were i went and had a look she's ranked 10th in um in, in the amount of putts she's taking or putting average once she's on the greens in regulation. So um, that's always a better stat than just numbers of putts. So, yeah, it sounds like she's getting the putter in order, which means that we hopefully will see a few more wins. Okay. Uh, the ladies' European tour finished up in uh, Bangkok. Uh, the young It was a, the Aramco uh, series. Um, it was a, I think it was a teams event. Uh, Manon Darawi uh, was part He's- of the team that won that. Saudi-sponsored. Saudi yeah, Aramco Saudi money, yes. Yep, that's the yeah. uh, the, that's um, the multi-trillion fund. dollar uh, nation Pub- fund. Public investment fund, yeah. Yeah, because we've got about $2.2 trillion in quiche, which a- is the Aramco is also then the primary sponsor or funder of Live. Yep, and the, they just about own the Formula One stuff too because every time Correct. you see Formula One, it's yep. all over the place. Yep, Look, without going down that rabbit hole, uh, the the webs into various businesses that we don't get full disclosure of or know uh, of maybe not just the Saudis but a lot of the Emirati uh, countries and not saying that they're all the same as the Saudis, absolutely not, but, um, you know, the, the webs of ownership, you know, in the car industry and all that sort of thing of, of the Middle Eastern countries, uh, far and white um, and Saudi's part of that and, you know, Formula One and you name it, anyway. Um Enough about that. Manon Rowe, Johanna Gustafsson, and uh, um, Panicorn uh, Tavatanakit uh, was uh, one, two, and three. A couple of Scots in there. My little, uh, my friend Gabrielle McDonald uh, didn't have the greatest week, but she uh, finished at 50, 52. And I did see her with a new chipping action, and she had stopped off in Western Australia. And who did Gabrielle McDonald go to for some chipping tutelage while in Western Australia? Rummy. Correct. Yes. It was it was great. She posted a video of this new of this chipping action and, and 
I spent time on the range with Gabriella and I said, oh, yeah, talk to me about what you're doing chipping. And this was obviously a few years ago. And she told me, talk to me what she's seeing. You know, she just wants to see a nice soft ball flight and hit the ball softly and let get the ball to land soft and all that sort of thing. That's what makes perfect sense. Can't do it, but makes sense. Um, I saw this video of her chipping. I thought, that chipping action looks familiar. Sent her a message. Great action. She said, yeah, I stopped off and saw Brett Rumford. And I thought, makes perfect sense. So um, there you go. Good chipper. Uh, well done to you, Rummy. Um, all right. Gents, anything else? Nothing else? Pilatus PC12, two to three million. Look it up. Oh, easy. Change. Get a couple. Yeah. One each. <laughs> one each. One based in Queensland, one based in uh, Tassie going back the way, and one based in Melbourne going the other Maybe a based one in Cessnock, just uh, up in the Hunter Valley, and we'll do some Newcastle runs. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, Palo Alto sponsorship on the tail, Rocket. Yeah, <laughs> seat for Simon. No. Okay. All right. Uh, gents, thanks very much. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, for everyone listening, thank you for getting this far. Uh, some other big things happening. Um, teeing up uh, another Old Salty app uh, with the guys from Old Salty uh, with um, some guests. So more about that when it happens. But, uh, but the Old Salty boys want to do a few things and they've asked us to help. So I'm um, looking forward to another little project. Part of the Mile of Golf uh, podcast, but with the guys from Old Salty. So more on that uh, as it comes to hand. And uh, I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff. Playing golf this week. So, uh, Rocket, you should get out and play golf. The kids, they're good. How'd their lessons go? Yeah, they're getting there. Picked up their clubs. They'll get to use them next week. Okay. Very good. We'll see you next week on the Mile of Golf podcast. Until then, play well. <laughs>